Welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, a podcast for fans of the guests who appear on this show, as well as fans of music in general, and a podcast for musicians, singers, songwriters, artists, entertainers who want to learn more to help them grow in what they're doing. I'm your host, Bruce Wozniak from Now Hear This Incorporated. Check out www.nowhearthis.biz. Be sure to sign up for the email newsletter there, which is quick and easy. All that's required is an email address. We are coming to you from Crystal Blue Sound Studios near Tampa, Florida. Check them out on the web at www.cbpro, as in Crystal Blue Productions, cbpro.net. Be sure you are subscribing to this podcast and telling your friends to do so as well. We are thrilled to now be on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and SoundCloud. Lots of great guests on Now Hear This Entertainment, or as I've taken to calling it, NHTE. Joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Toronto, Ontario, my guest's debut album is called Exotica, and it has been getting very good reviews and has some big names from the music business associated with it. She was the American Airlines Music Spotlight last month. She has an upcoming special on PBS and will also be doing shows in Toronto next month as well as in November. She has gone from nursing to singing, and her music is majestic and is attracting followers at a rapid pace. You have been hearing one of her songs entitled Unforgotten. It is my great pleasure to welcome today's guest, singer-songwriter Roxana. Hi. <laughs> thanks for having me. My pleasure, Roxana. Thanks for being here today, and, and thanks for being just the second Canadian guest in, in 34 <laughs> episodes. As I mentioned in the intro, you're up in Toronto, which is a music mecca. Uh, but tell me, is that is that a great opportunity as a result, or is it intimidating being in Toronto and, and being a music mecca, and, and you're just having launched your first album? It's actually a combination of both. Uh, it's very exciting. It's uh, very happy, and I'm glad that I have my ca- fellow Canadians supporting me as an artist. But because I'm an independent artist and I'm doing everything my own way, it's kind of hard to uh, make everybody else in, who are bigger than who I am in this business to accept me for who I am. So it could be both, but it's exciting. To accept you for who you are or, or to notice you or both? Both of them, yes. As a nurse to an artist and uh, an artist was taking it further and further and making it internationally. Well, you've really pulled out all the stops to burst onto the scene, both there in Toronto as well as far beyond, not only Ontario, but the Canadian borders for that matter. There has been advertising for your debut album Exotica in the subway system up there, uh, at, at least one billboard on Young Street, I believe maybe even more than one billboard. And, and, and for those of you who are listening that are not familiar with Toronto, Young Street is almost like, uh, I might say, Avenue of the Americas in New York. Um, yes. Roxana, you also had a spot running on TV for your album. And of course, as I mentioned in the intro, you were the American Airlines Music Spotlight last month. What was it, Roxana, that made you decide to make such a huge push for your debut record? Because obviously, there's a huge financial commitment there, too. 
Absolutely. I started working in this album on the year of 2012. I worked with one of the biggest producers, Mark Portman and Edgar Cortazar. And I wanted to say, to, I said to myself, if I'm doing something, I'd rather make it big. I'd rather make it real. I'm nothing gray. I'm either white or black. Either I stick to nursing, which I was really good at, or go to music and take it to the best. And I was lucky enough to have great sponsor and to have music producers and who believed in me. And we made music from school scratch from love from you know everything is organic into this and then i said now that we have this great uh, product and i had chris body performing on my album julio iglesias had some particip participation in here i want to make it as uh, uh represent uh, presentable as possible so you know i i tried my best to get there and i i have great team working with me and as you know dave novick as my manager we have great connections so it's all hard work yeah, and mind you, as as I'm sitting here listening to you give that answer, I'm kind of thinking about the question that I posed to you, and I don't mean to imply, you know, it's obviously common sense when someone releases an album, they want to push it as, as hard and as far as they can, and not just kind of put it out there and let it sit, but again, the magnitude with which you launched this album, and, and everything that I mentioned there, the subway advertising, the billboards, television, uh, American Airlines, you know, that's to me that's that's an even bigger decision than yes of course i want to push my new album far that's that's i'm going all in and then some it's actually like showing off you know you i i, I worked so hard uh, on this making this album i put my heart and soul my whole passion and then when i experienced that uh, as a nurse that music can heal your soul music can heal you when you're sad, even in physically, then I said, I'm going to put my heart into this and then give it to the people out there who need good, to hear good music. And um, that's part of it. And, you know, it's all, I'm always one of those people that I believe you have to try. If you don't try, you never know. So when we had this album done, I said, let's send it to American Airlines, to Air Canada, to pitch it everywhere. I want everybody to hear this. It's too good to be unheard of, I said to myself. So it's actually, I'm very, very happy and very proud to announce that I'm, you know, being accepted to be airplayed in PBS, most of the key cities in the United States. So it's all, it's all great. It's a great experience. It, it is great and good for you, and, and I can hear it in your voice, you know, how pleased you are with it, and, and more importantly, how proud you are of it. I'm just curious, you mentioned the expression, you, you said it's like showing off, and, and I don't think that this is showing off at all. It's just going all in, to, to use the expression that I mentioned a few minutes ago, that I really want to get this out there, and then I'm going to make the investment um, Am I misinterpreting you? Because, I, you know, to your defense, I don't think I don't think that... The extent, the, the lengths that you've gone to, I don't think that's showing off at all. I think it's being proud and saying, you know, people need to hear this and, and I'm going to use these different mediums to get it out in front of them. Well, I guess it's a part of me as said it as an artist, you know, when you, when you have something beautiful, you want to show it to people that the word that I said, showing off, meaning to show people what I made with I love, with I passion, see. that's what I, I see. Yeah, not, uh, not, not boastfully. Not in the Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I've even seen video of you online working with a choreography choreographer for a music video. So again, you're very invested in your music career. Tell us, you, you started to mention, uh, but, but tell the listeners what kind of team that you have surrounded yourself with, because clearly this is not someone that's doing it all by themselves with no help whatsoever. 
No, absolutely. Nobody can, you know, you know, one hand is is not enough. You need more than one hand to help you to get where you want. So uh, I was lucky, as I said, to have myself a great sponsor and then finding myself the people who are top of the line in this business, such as Mark Portman, who produced my album, and Matthew Ralston, who actually directed my first video, Unforgotten, one of my f- most favorite songs in this album. And uh, Ron Anderson, who is the vocal coach for who was who coached my voice uh, and who was a vocal coach for Alicia Keys and Enrique Iglesias, many artists out there. Uh, my God, Chris Bodie, one of the best world-renowned uh, trumpeter, he, he performed my album. So you know, I, I said, to, as I said to you, I worked really hard for this album, and then I put my whole passion to this, and I wanted to make sure that the whole team that work on this project are. They have passion, feeling about what I'm doing. They wouldn't mind. I don't. I don't think if someone is a sponsor, certainly they're doing it because they want exposure. So, are you at liberty to disclose who your sponsor is? Because as I mentioned, the 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 great extent that you've been pushing your album, certainly there is a financial commitment. Is is the way that I said it. And so, mentioning now that you do have a sponsor, is that someone that you'd like to to give some public acknowledgement to and and give them a little bit more mileage for their sponsorship? I cannot disclose the person's name, but all I have to tell you is that when I was a nurse working at a hospital, I had a few sick patients uh, that, you know, they almost gave up in their lives or they wouldn't eat, they wouldn't speak, they wouldn't have any daily activities. So what I did for them for fun, either played music for them and I saw the reaction and uh, or I sang to them and they loved it. You should have seen their faces and the way they reacted. Uh, this particular patient that I had, a younger gentleman who was very sick and almost to a point that he he was giving up his life and believe it or not I sang to him every time I saw him he asked him to sing and sing he should have seen he was getting better the doctors and nurses came saying he's going to be discharged next week whatever you're doing to Mm. this patient he tells us you sing it's great so they asked me to sing and I did sing My Heart Will Go On by Celine Dion and after I did I heard the clap behind the door and it was the father of the patient and uh, (laughs) He says, you brought tears to my eyes. You have such a beautiful, angelic voice. I want to, what you did for my son, I want to do this for everybody in this world to heal their heart. So that's who the sponsor is. I can't disclose his name. Well, that's understandable now, but uh, what a a tremendous story and, and, you know, certainly uh, another testimony to the healing power of music. But it's, it's an interesting tale in that we do hear of people and and particularly on this show before we've talked with some guests who have talked about trying to seek someone as a backer and uh, that's essentially what you have there and you can understand the need for confidentiality but that's that's very different as opposed to a a traditional uh, corporate sponsor or or an equipment sponsor or something of that nature Uh, I I want to clarify before we go any further the accent is is that a is that a pure Canadian accent or or is that from elsewhere? It's a man-made accent, actually. <laughs> I am. I was raised here in Toronto, Canada, and I'm so proud and I love Canada. But I was born in Iran, so my background is Persian, and uh, yeah. So I think it's a mixture of Canadian, Persian, a little bit of Turkish because I lived there for two years as a little girl. So probably it's all mixed up accent. Wow. wow. <laughs> It adds to your uniqueness. Thank you very much. (laughs) So let's go back and talk about that video that I just mentioned, which was for the song Unforgotten, which was also the song that we were playing during the intro to our show today. James Scott is the choreographer who we see in this video that I'm referencing. 
but take us through where the video was shot, how long it took to make that video, who conceptualized the video, those types of things. Sure. Um, actually, the, the choreography that you saw, it was by a female choreographer. The actor was James Scott, one of my all-time favorite actors to me. Uh, he's a famous soap opera artist in uh, Days of Our Lives. And of course, Days of Our Lives has always been my comfort food for my eyes. And, <laughs> you know, and of course, looking at a handsome man like that helped a lot to enjoy the show. Um, and I've always said, you know, even before when I was nursing, when all the girls, you know, all my friends would watch Days of Our Lives, I said, you know what? One day I'm going to get E.J. DiMera. That's his character i said one day i'm gonna meet him somehow they go like yeah yeah sure me to get get in the line and then once i had an opportunity to become an artist and make a music video he was my first choice mm-hmm. and also i had to work really hard to get, to get his attention get in my video but who directed the video is very important for me it's uh samuel gonzalez jr who was a student back then of Matthew Ralston. Matthew Ralston is a, one of the best photographers and videographers out there who, who, who actually directed Madonna's, Michael Jackson, George Michael, Annie Lennox, many mm. music videos out there. And he actually said to me, the only way I would direct your music video and produce it all, I have to connect to your music. So I played it. He had goosebumps. He even rolled his sleeve. He says, yeah, I'm, I'm in. I want to do it. <laughs> So I gave him the idea of what I like. I love Ava Gardner. I love class. So he actually um, tried to, you know, represent the 1950s, 40s, the classy Ava Gardner mm-hmm, style mm-hmm. to this music video. So are the majority of these names that you're mentioning, are the majority of these names Canadians or, or doesn't matter where they're from? You're just trying to get the best in the business. I, they're not Canadians. Uh, they're from United States, but uh, as I said, it doesn't matter. Art is art, wherever they are from. I'm, I'm always uh, open to have people working in my project if, if I, we connect to our, you know, to our ideas and to my music. So. Sure, sure. Well, thank you, by the way, for setting the record straight that, that James Scott is actually the actor and, and not oh, the choreographer. Okay. So uh, I have to ask, though, because so much of what we do on this show is asking people that are having success in the music business like yourself, how did you do that? So when you talk about, I wanted to have James Scott in my video, he's somebody that I watched for a long time on soap opera, when it finally comes time that you're going to make this video and and you want to have him in it, how did you actually get him to appear in the video? You want to know? (laughs) Of course, of course. Uh, You know, when we started making the music, that was in 2012, uh, you know, the beginning of the year. I mean, we just began to make this music on Forgotten. And I said to to Mark, I said, you know what? This was actually our fourth song writing uh, for this album out out of 15. I said... I'm going to make a music video and I'm going to have James Scott starring in this video. He goes, okay, sure. So I actually went to the set of Days of Our Lives. Oh my gosh. (laughs) And I said to them, hi, my name is Roxana. I have a project to offer to Mr. James Scott, EJ DiMero. They go, uh... Okay, what is your name? I'm like this because you know what story we can't let you and go to the head office. I went to the head office. They looked at me weird. All somehow message went through, and uh, when I had a publicist, then they connect contacted his uh, publicist. And when I first met him at the set, he says to me, you know, at the, at the rehearsal, he goes, "You were that crazy girl who was chasing me." <laughs> I'm like, "Oh no, See, it worked." <laughs> He goes, oh, my goodness. I go, like, you know, it was really hard to find you, but, hey, it was worth it. And uh, 
I have uh, I have another music video coming up that I cannot tell you who's going to be the actor. It would be a surprise. I, uh, yeah, you will see see it soon. It's from uh, for the music video. Um, sorry, the song here with me. Well, so I'm going to actually ask Samuel Gonzalez to direct this video again. That's exciting, and and you're doing a good job of of being your own promoter because it's going to give our listeners a reason to make sure that they stay in touch with you and and be on the lookout for when the video comes out so they can see who that is. So. You've got your you've got your promoter hat on today, which is always good to see. Thank you. I am Bruce Wozniak, and joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Toronto is singer songwriter Roxana. Visit her official website at www.roxanamusic.com, and her first name is spelled with two N's: R O X A N N A music.com. She is very active on social media too. At the top of her website homepage. There are links so you can find her on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and even Pinterest. Her debut album, Exotica, that we've been talking about, is available on iTunes and Amazon.com. Be sure that you're also checking out www.nowhearthis.biz. That's H-E-A-R. Sign up for the e-newsletter there, and please do subscribe to this podcast and tell others about it, too. Subscribing is free, and it makes it so easy to get the show every week, it'll just Download automatically when a new episode comes out so you don't have to go looking for it. Feel free to use the social media buttons on nowhearthis.biz to like the Now Hear This page on Facebook and or become a Twitter follower. And please, always love to hear your feedback about the podcast. Post your comments on that Facebook page that I just mentioned. It's facebook.com slash nowhearthisinc. Roxana, we were talking about the Unforgotten video, but wow, on your official YouTube channel, there's a video of Close Your Eyes. It's a performance from Exotica Live at Viviana in Los Angeles. There is just beauty all around that, a, a tremendous setting for filming such a powerful performance in, a really captivating song, and of course, you yourself look very beautiful. Oh, thank you so much. You're I welcome. really appreciate it. Thank you. Yes, just talk about that performance, if you will. Uh, yes, close your eyes. Uh, let me tell you one thing about that song. That was the first song I ever sang in a very small studio. Uh, I connected to that song because of the lyrics as a nurse to a singer and a singer to tell everybody in this world that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Then I, uh, the music video was very small budget and it happened, as you can see. In Viviana that you saw, that uh, the live performance is one of the performances that, that you saw from the concert Exotica Live. Um, it was directed by Jeff Richter. And, uh, you know, I love wedding gowns. I love white dress. So I wanted to look pure and angelic to tell people, people that I'm here for them. And, uh, you know, when I sang that song live, I felt the passion and I really felt that I want to send this message to everybody. All the audience were there and the, when it's being taped, I want them to feel it. So that's why it probably looks good because it was coming from my heart. Well, uh, you could have not told that story and, and you could have told me instead, you know, that this was a, a full length concert that lasted for two hours and the patrons who showed up that night had all paid you know fifty dollars a ticket to be there it it, it comes off that impressively it's, it's really just a, a a terrific video a terrific performance you, thank you so much absolutely you, you mentioned before the word class and and i think that really is a, a perfect word I, I think that everything that 
at least that you have out online. And, and of course, as somebody who does management and promotion in the music industry, I'm, I'm always all about trying to present a first-class image for my clients. So I'm, I'm very impressed because everything that you do looks classy, it sounds classy, and I, and I think that it, it definitely is the right image that you've chosen and, and are trying to portray. It's, it's, what, it's what the music is that, that you're performing and writing. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. This is one of the songs out of, uh, I don't know, 10 or 12 songs that I did in Viviana. And as I mentioned, it will be available on DVD very shortly. But uh, the PBS uh, has picked it up. And uh, the first uh, air is going to be on Detroit. Um, and uh, there's going to be amazing flamenco dancers from California who are originally from Sevilla, Spain. It's just, I really put my heart and soul into this. And the people who worked with me on this project were incredibly talented. Coming from Ramon Stagnero, the famous uh, guitarist, Jason McGuire, everybody who worked in this are just incredibly great artists. And you say that will debut in Detroit. Do you know the date for that first airing? I'm not 100% sure that was that you know you will it would be announced on my website and my social media but it would be probably around sometimes November or December uh it will be announced soon. And I imagine that from there it will continue to be distributed to PBS affiliates in other markets. That's right. That's right. And so again I I have to do the how did you do that question because certainly the, the the video itself is a, is a tremendous sales tool, and, and anyone that looks at that should be willing to air it, but there's a difference between liking it and then agreeing to put it on the air. So how did that opportunity come about to get Exotica Live on PBS? Um, again, you know, the people who worked on uh, the musicians and the artists who performed the, my uh, concert, they're all uh, great artists who worked with artists such as Pink, Pink Floyd and Lady Gaga's. Again, those, so they put their best into this music and we all, they all connected to my music. So that was as part of the performance. That's why it looks to me, it sounds and looks great. And uh, when I had a very good uh, connection, you know, my my manager, Dave Novick, uh, of course, he's got great connections with people who in this industry and she said, I'm going to give it a try and see if PBS will uh, like it. And uh, basically that person who's in charge of showing this video to PBS uh, was very enthusiastic and very excited about it. And immediately they said, wow, this is great. We can do it. Uh, I think part of it is because the organic sound to my music and the lighting and the the dresses and something it's very something very different something unique that i'm presenting to people probably that's the reason why well i agree and at the same time certainly it has to fit what pbs is traditionally used to airing and you know it it, it has been said that among your influences are, are the likes of julio iglesias and olivia newton john and and those are the types of artists that that they would air. So certainly I almost think that it's a natural fit for them to take your music that's been influenced by those types of artists and say, yes, we certainly would like to air this on our network. Yes, thank you so much. And also Chris Bode, of course, performing in my album helped a lot. He actually was on PBS himself. And, you know, I'm very lucky and very happy that this all these things, somebody must be looking out after me that the doors are opening. But number one reason I believe is that when you want something from the bottom of your heart, I, I, I really believe you should go and try it. If it's, if it's failed, then you say to yourself, I did try. If it doesn't, then you become successful. 
Well, that's tremendous. I, I admire the attitude. It's it's courageous, but it's also very commendable. And I think that's you know what separates the people that succeed from the people who not only don't succeed, but who sit around and complain about the fact that they're not succeeding. It's because they're that's not right. taking a chance. Give it a try. You never know what you get, right? Yeah. So we've mentioned a few times already that the Exotica album was produced by Mark Portman and listeners, in case you're not digesting all of this, Mark Portman has worked with the likes of Celine Dion, Josh Groban, Barbara Streisand, Annie Lennox, Christina Aguilera. So, Roxana, talk a little bit more about working specifically with Mark. I think I believe you said that the production took, it sounds like, two years, and I'm sure you probably learned volumes from him along the way. Yes, he was actually not only my producer, he was my mentor, he's my teacher. He has many years of experience into this business and I first got introduced to to singing and to this working with him. He uh, we had differences, but then he taught me this is how it is. You can't rush it. You have to mix this, you have to have this. This album actually was finished within 7-8 months. We could have released it, but then the more I heard it, the more I heard more beautiful things. I said, "You know what? Let's put live orchestra from Parag." Wow. And then I said, huh, how about if we put saxophone on air that I breathe and loved? And then we had to find the best saxophone player. And then how about trumpet? The trumpet, Chris Forty, let's give it a try. So everything was added on gradually. And um, something else that stopped me from releasing this album earlier than uh, 2014, July, was my mother's passing. Um, it was devastating um in the middle of it all uh while i was almost ready to release it when she passed away we had to put everything on hold i almost even give up but i know in my heart my mother wanted this to happen and to go on and of course i had to write a song for her and if you hear that album exotica there is a song called beautiful rose that is dedicated and i wrote that song just 11 days after her passing mm. and imagine singing in the studio a few weeks after it was just Mm. Very, very dramatic, but with passion. And I know she heard it. So these are the reasons why the album got delayed. And this whole album was produced with love, experience in my life. And it's about actually my own life story. Many artists do say that it's about their life story. But realistically, if you listen to each lyrics, it relates to me. And I think it it relates to many people out there. Well, and certainly there was a reason why it was meant to be delayed. And obviously... Adding what you did add to it only made the project come out that much more complete, that much more full. So certainly it wasn't intended to be released when you first finished it. That's right. Now, did I hear you say adding an orchestra? Did you say from Prague, as in the Czech Republic? Yes. Yes. Wow. Because they have different sound, very uh, almost like a Middle Eastern sound. This, the instruments that they have, the, it's a, almost like a very, not sad, but very dramatic sound they can add into their orchestra. And I wanted that. I always was a fan of classical music, and I love Prague. So when I told Mark I'd like to have that, and he was like, hey, I have great connection. I worked with them before, so let me do it. So, of course, composing all this took longer time, but it, you have to, always good things you have to wait for, right? So, yeah. Yeah, indeed. Um, so, in the Vibiana performance, then, where are, the, where are those players from that are behind you playing in that video? Um, they're all based in United States, California. The names are Paul Bushnell. He's a very famous bass player. Ramos Dagnero. 
guitar, flamenco guitar. Mark Portman himself was a piano, uh, you know, Greg Biznet, the drums. All these people are great names out there who work with major artists. And uh, I'm so happy that they connected to my music and they played it in my, in my concert. And of course, the flamenco dancers, they're, they're based in California, but originally they're, they're from Spain. You should see the performance. It's beautiful. Jose Cortez, his voice is just magical. It's beautiful. So passionate. You'll see it soon in PBS. Well, I must say, I'm, I'm just so impressed with your personality in that, again, earlier on, we were debating the context of the word show-off, and, and you're definitely anything but a show-off. I'm referring to the tremendous gratitude that you have because so many names that you've mentioned so far during the show I can tell that you're someone that everybody's name is important to you. Everybody's role is important to you. You know who played this instrument. You know who played that instrument. There are a lot of people that are divas that will walk into the studio, record their record their voice part, and walk out. And whoever ends up playing on it, they never know their names, and it's really incidental to them. So I think that really goes a long way, showing your commitment to the project. And as I said, just your personality type that you've made sure that you know who all these people are. Well, thank you for saying that. But they're all, we're all like a family. I should be honored that I had all these great artists performing with me in my album. What you hear in the album is even them themselves. Everybody that you heard on Vibiana have participated in my album Exotica. So them accepting me and really putting their passion and believing in my music made me fall in love with them. And I said to them, you know what? I'm in love with you. I'm going to marry you. I told them even. Marrying <laughs> them meaning that we became family. And uh, knowing their name is uh, just... It's natural because they work with you. It's going to make for a lot of people around the Christmas table having a family that big, yes. <laughs> an, an adopted family. Um, have some big turkey. Yeah. So, um, speaking of family, you mentioned the song "Beautiful Rose," and that it's for your mother. Is is was Rose your mother's name? No, her favorite flower was a rose, and she always loved uh, fresh roses in her house, and I always gave it to her. In fact, the last night that she was ever in this world, I took her beautiful roses, and somehow it came to me that maybe my mother turned to be a beautiful rose, and I had to write it for her. Mm. So, the lyrics, thank you. Okay, now it's time for Bruce's bonus. This is a segment here on Now Hear This Entertainment where I take off my hat as podcast host and put on my hat as president of Now Hear This Incorporated, giving a helpful tip for the listeners that are musicians, singers, songwriters, entertainers who are out there trying hard to make a go of it. Today's bonus is, just because your music is honestly and truly fantastic does not guarantee success. I was checking out a song by a pop artist ranked near the top in L.A. on Reverb Nation, and she had a terrific commercial sound. The song sounded like it should be on the radio. Her following, though? Whoops. Where are all the fans that the record labels want to see are going to buy the music? She only had 420 likes on Facebook and not even 250 followers on Twitter. That's why it's a business, folks. You've got to work all sides of it, including building up your fan base and not just writing and or singing. And that is today's Bruce's Bonus. I know there is so much crossover nowadays, but what what genre do you like to say that your music is? I like to be known as an international artist, but my music is flamenco pop. I would be the first artist uh, that I know of and people in this industry that tell me that is bringing flamenco music into English pop world. Uh, there, has been, there have been great artists such as Alabina or... Uh, 
gypsy kings who have, but they're saying in a different language. They didn't sing it in English. They had it either in Catalan or gypsy. What is it called? Uh, oh, my God. Uh, the gypsy language or Spanish or Arabic, but never into pop international world. And I fell in love with Spain. I fell in love with the music. I fell in love with flamenco. And I wanted to bring that, introduce that internationally, especially to America and Canada and Europe. So that's what it is. Very good. It's fascinating. As as someone who does music management and promotion, as, as I mentioned before, I certainly can appreciate that an artist wants his or her, or, or I guess their music, to be the main focus and to speak for itself. But initially, everyone is wanting to tell your story of having been a nurse and how that led you to music. And, and you just did a, a great job of telling that story. How, where do you come down in this, in this discussion? Because your album is out now and you do want everyone to hear the music, but so many people want to connect the two and, and, and talk about the nursing story. Does that bother you? Or are you pushing the nurse story as well? Do you wish it would go away? What, what are your thoughts on that whole subject? I would never wish my experience as a nurse to go away. It was a beautiful experience. In fact, I'm still a nurse. I still uh, do some nursing work for my family, for my friends. When they need something, any kind of medical problems, I'm always ready there. I have a caring, nurturing personality. And uh, if you hear my music, the lyrics, uh, for example, Foreclose Your Eyes, which has been written by Lindy Robbins and Mark, it is the message that I love to always be known as a nurse. In fact, I have never told anybody i have a little tattoo in back of my back that is a sign of a nurse ascleocus is called it's you know the snake around the needle yes that is a signature of me that i'm proud to be a nurse and if god forbid anything goes wrong in this world and they need nurses i'll be more than glad to be volunteering as a nurse wow that's fantastic and i guess i guess we just got an exclusive being that being that no one knew that so this is i guess uh <laughs> three out of three out of thirty four where we where we've gotten an exclusive because back on episode number eleven, Lindsay McCall, she actually gave us the exclusive on actually two of the new songs that were gonna be on her forthcoming album. And then similarly on episode twenty two, Juliana Zobrist, she gave us an exclusive on one of her new songs, and lo and behold, here we are in episode thirty four and Roxana reveals about the tattoo that she has, so you never know <laughs> what might come oh, out. No. I forgot it's being recorded. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course, see, but again, this is actually a subliminal promotion because what's going to happen now is people are going to sit and watch your Facebook page and they're going to wait for you to finally put up a picture and show what that looks like. Oops. <laughs> but just to let you know, there's something else to continue what you were what, I, what you were asking. I did uh, do, um, I still am very interested to do musicians on call in United States. But I, I did it in East Coast and West Coast. I went to hospitals and sick kids. I performed my song with my favorite guitarist, uh, of course, one of my favorite guitarists, Jason McGuire. Him and I just walked into patients' room and sang to them, and you should have wow. seen their faces. They clapped, they cried, they were so happy. That one day, that five or ten minutes of performance changed their their life or that day itself. That makes me so happy. So that is also to me called nursing when you make somebody feel better emotionally. Absolutely, absolutely. And I'm I'm one of the first people that says that nurses don't get anywhere near the credit that they do, and and they are the true angels. In they those are. hospitals that are that are really making the differences that you're describing for the people that are unfortunate to have to be spending any amount of time in there. 
So I'm 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 right there with you on everything you say. That the, the nurses uh, can't get enough credit in my book. Yes, you're absolutely right. And when you told the story before, the, this story that we're that we're alluding to here about how this really kind of broke you out into doing music the way you are now, you mentioned singing to this patient whose father eventually sponsored you. But what? I, I guess I'm just trying to picture you being in a patient's room, how how does this patient get the chance to hear you sing? Are you someone who's just walking around and always singing or 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 what what was it that that got you started that uh singing to that patient you mean yeah, for the first yeah. time? Well, it, it started when I was a nursing student. Uh I was working at a place called Extended Care in Bayview and I had few patients that uh were they were either had Alzheimer's, they were it's a nursing home. And uh, you know, I remember at five o'clock every every evening they would play they would take them to a room, the ones that they could be mobile, and play Frank Sinatra or beautiful soothing okay. music or uh, then I thought, ah, their faces change and then they'll become happy. So one day I was walking back to the room and I sang one of the songs by Frank Sinatra, My Way. And then she says, sing again, sing again. So I continued on doing that. And mm-hmm. the other patient who wasn't eating, I sang and she opened her mouth and they ate. So it actually became a habit. Okay. When they had difficulty sleeping or eating, I sang to them. And most of the time, 99% of the time it worked. Okay. Because as someone who has spent some time in a hospital bed myself, I, I can't say that I really recall ever having a nurse come in my room and start singing. So it was just really hard for me to envision how this all of a sudden starts taking place. And uh, and, and now you've I'm kind of sorry. filled in the gaps. I'm so sorry you were in the hospital for that long. If I knew, I would have come sing to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't say that there's not going to be a next time, so be on standby. <laughs> not for this. No, no, no. I'll sing for you when you're healthy. I'll sing for you. you know, keep listening to beautiful music. You will never get sick. There you go. Well, just, just to kind of give the listeners a little bit of background, all of this singing that Roxanne is referring to should come to no surprise because you went to uh, Winston Churchill Collegiate mastering in English, but you focused on music classes and joined a choir. So you really had a lot of musical training behind you. It goes way before then high school, too. I love all my high school mates. If you are listening, my Winston Churchill, we call them bulldogs. I love you all. Thank you for your support. <laughs> but it goes way before then. Even when my mom said, used to say that when you were in my belly, I used to play music, right? Julio Iglesias, actually. She used to play it in uh, you know, the radio beside her belly, and I would listen to it that way. So I grew up with music. I started singing in English when I didn't even know what English is. Wow. You know, Olivia, Olivia Newton-John's music or, hmm, who else? Madonna's and everything. So I kept on singing. The music is in my blood. You came out of the womb singing, dare I say. I should say that too. I instead of crying, I'm like, oh, oh. <laughs> Very good. I am Bruce Warzniak, and joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Toronto is singer-songwriter Roxana. Visit her official website at www.roxanamusic.com and remember that her first name is spelled with two N's. She is very active on social media as well. At the top of that website homepage, there are links so you can find her on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Pinterest, and remember, of course, that her debut album, Exotica, is available on iTunes and Amazon.com. Please be sure also that you are checking out www. 
dot now hear this dot biz. And as I'm mentioning that her name is with two N's, I will again say it's now hear this spelled H E A R. I can't believe that after 34 episodes, I still have to spell that part. Uh, now hear this dot biz and sign up for the e newsletter there. Subscribe to this podcast and tell others about it as well. Subscribing is free and it makes it just so darn easy to get the show every week. It downloads automatically when a new episode comes out, so you don't have to go looking for it. Feel free to use the social media buttons on nowhearthis.biz to like the Now Hear This page on Facebook and or become a Twitter follower. And as I mentioned before, you are more than welcome to post your feedback about the podcast on that Facebook page that I just mentioned. So, Roxana, having heard your story now about being a nurse... Because I know there are aspiring singer-songwriters out there listening to this show every week who are wanting to know, uh, for instance, last week on the show, Sarah Donner, singer-songwriter from New Jersey, she talked about having quit her day job last December, and she's now doing music full-time. So with your nursing story, tell us how you've been able to burst on the scene in, in such a grand fashion, things like getting a chance to have Mark Portman produce your album, performing in such a lavish setting like Viviana, having fully produced and, and choreographed video. Is, is this all a case of, I knew the right people, I did have the sponsor? How, how has all of this been able to come together for someone that did this all as a departure from nursing? Well, I'm a fan myself. I've always been a fan of many singers out there, uh, many artists such as Olivia, Madonna, Michael Jackson, Barbara Streisand, Adele. I'm a fan. And I I said to myself, what attracted me the most? What captured my attention the most that it makes me so passionate about this artist? So I try to be that. I try to do that. I tried um, to to mimic they say they're they're imitate what they're doing for what to my attention to do the same thing for my fans out there uh i've always wanted the best in my life even with books of uh best conditions or best whatever so with music is the same i've always wanted to have the best i never start from below i always start from top and I, if it doesn't happen, if if what I want, if I don't get what I want from top, then I go a degree lower. But then I try again. I don't give up trying. So I guess that's my part of my personality that I've always want the best in life. You only have one chance. Give it a try. You never know. Yeah, very well said. It sounds to me like you like you set your sights very high and then mix in a, a good healthy dose of good old fashioned determination, and as a result, you're ending up where you are right now. Yes. I mean, you know, you never know, right? <laughs> well, I also understand, uh, I, I saw I saw a picture, I think it was on Facebook, of you being in Spain recently, and I know you've made some references earlier on in the show to being in Spain. Is, is that uh, traveling for leisure, or are there business connections, or, or perhaps even uh, distant family members over there that you're going to see? It used to be for leisure, but now it's not only leisure when I go to Spain. I go there to write and get inspired for music. I meet, I always go to uh, hardcore flamenco uh, places, like in Marbella, in old Marbella. Uh, there is a place uh, that I went to, and uh, I saw these beautiful dancers dancing and performing and singing. So I got their contact information. I said, you know what, when I have a tour, when I have a major tour coming up soon, I will ask you guys to fly you over and perform. I want to have the hardcore. Remember I said I want to have the best of best, the Absolutely. hardcore. Absolutely. So that's why. 
So going to Spain is not only leisure, it's also to get inspired to write, to meet the artists and uh, make more beautiful music. So I don't, I don't want to, this is going to kind of sound like a dumb question, but it, it's certainly Spain cannot be the only place. Maybe you flourish there with your songwriting, but I imagine that, that you're writing at, at home in Toronto, that you're writing when you're uh, in Los Angeles, that, that you're writing anywhere that, that the thoughts will, will move you enough to write, Yes. That's true. There are many places I travel. I love Aruba. I love Playa del Karma. But if you hear my music, there's some smooth jazz. There's some smooth jazz. As you know, Hello was number 10 in, on billboards for more than how many weeks? I don't even know. When I write music or when I get inspired to sing into smooth jazz, believe it or not, I love cloudy weather in Toronto. The feel of the cloud, the feel of the uh, somberness. How can I explain to you? It makes me feel like listen to jazz music. So that's how I got inspired to sing it that way or write songs like such as Here With Me. Um, or, you know, uh, Air That I Breathe, it's been written by, you know, the Hollies, sang by my two of my favorite artists, Olivia Newton-John and Julio Iglesias. They sang it differently. I wanted to make it smooth jazz. It was because I felt that the atmosphere around me made me feel like singing it that way. Well, you, you, don't, you don't have to make a case to me. I, this is for the listeners. I, I'm right there with you. I've been listening to jazz for years and, and could could go on for what would make this our our longest episode of the podcast talking about all the all the <laughs> tremendous jazz artists that I've enjoyed listening to over the years. Uh I have mentioned that you have shows in Toronto in October and November, but are there any international touring plans at, at least on the drawing board be it even if it, even if that's just crossing over into the United States or perhaps perhaps even outside of North America? Uh, not just yet. We're doing this PBS show. Uh, when we do the PBS, I will do some performance in those cities. But as far as big major tour, it's not yet. But I never said not coming soon. <laughs> never say never. <laughs> I'm very spontaneous. You never know. Suddenly I say, I want to have a tour and we'll do it. Absolutely. <laughs> That's part of, part of being good independent artist is that you, you can make your decisions. If you can afford or you can do it, you do it. Right. Uh, this charity event that I'm doing in October 22nd here in Toronto is very important for me to announce that it is for vet charity event. Uh, it's going to dogs and cats and animals who are uh, abandoned or in the, you know, what do you call that? The foster homes? No, the... Uh, so, you know, it's for them to be adopted. So I'm singing a few of my songs, and it's going to be great to have people who are interested to see, to come and see the show at the Opera House. And uh, what a coincidence that this is two weeks in a row, because last week on the podcast, Sarah Donner was talking about the tremendous amount of uh, rescue work that she does with cats there in, in New Jersey. Uh, so when you play in October in Toronto... To yes. what extent will you have a, a band or an, or an orchestra behind you? Uh, it would be a few of my band players, uh, such as my two guitar guitar players, and there would be percussion, there would be um, musical director, piano, and some playbacks. Because it's a small stage, I can't have the whole orchestra have what you've seen on Vibiana. There would be some playback, but it's going to be live. It's, I'm going to sing live. I'm going to talk to my to the audience. It's going to be for a great cause. So. It's not going to be like as big as Viviana, but it's going to sound as great. Yeah, I was going to say it, it will be just as powerful. So we've talked so much throughout this interview about opportunities, and at the close of the podcast today, we're going to play a song that features Chris Bodie. And again, I'm starting to sound like a broken record, but how exactly did 
you get someone like him to play on your debut album. Someone must have known him or had a connection to him. You can't just say, wouldn't it be great to have him on, and then you wiggle your nose like Samantha on Bewitched, and he shows up on your album. <laughs> How did you know? I am Samantha. I do that. <laughs> um, actually, I have a bucket list. I've had a bucket list before, and, uh, I, and I had a wish list, too. And I, the wish list of having musicians that I would is my dream country to work with, uh, one of them was uh, is Chris Bodie and Julio Iglesias were two of them. They know me now. Thank God I had connected or Chris Bodie had connected with my music and he enjoyed listening to. Um, I, I played Beautiful Rose. He really loved it. Um, he, Hello is one of his favorite songs. He liked the fact that it was flamenco and now smooth jazz into it. Here with me, which I'm going to make a music video, is the song that I wrote from a book that my dad gave to my mother uh, back in the day, 40 years before, you know, when they first met and they were in love. And in this, my mother, when she passed away, I told my sisters, all I want for my mom is that book. And when I opened it, there was a beautiful poetry bookmarked by Rose. And that song is mm. here with me. I translated it to English and it became here with me. And that's why I'm going to do a music video for this and to show people how much I love this song. That's terrific. And uh, that was actually going to be my closing question. So instead, I will just uh, back up because I jumped so quickly into the beginning of the interview and I never gave you a chance to talk about the song Unforgotten. And I always do enjoy having songwriters do some storytelling here on Now Hear This Entertainment. So if you would, just delve a little bit further into Unforgotten. Oh, my. Um, Unforgotten is the first song that I ever written back in uh, 2000 when I was engaged to my fiancé and six days before the wedding, he just uh, decided not to show up or just to cancel no. the wedding. Yeah. It was very, no. very devastating, heartbreaking. No. Yes. And then so instead of me calling him all those bad words and telling the things that you would regret to say, I decided to write a song, uh, poetry, I must say called Unforgotten, and when Mark told me, come to L.A., let's make music, you have to write your own songs, I said, I already have one, it's Unforgotten, so uh, even the music video that you watch is kind of relates to it, if you look into it, so which I'm going to make a prequel to this video by Here With Me, um, it's kind of a story of what happened, so yeah, it's because from my heartbroken times. Well, <laughs> I, I, I was going to sitting here with the word fantastic about to roll off my tongue i mean fantastic description and a fantastic story but certainly not a fantastic experience by any stretch of the imagination but uh clearly the the loss is his in more ways than one and uh as a result the beneficiary is the listening public that gets to hear that that song now it actually was the best experience i ever had it was painful but look look what became a heartbreak turned out to be a beautiful music and it became i had to, i had a chance to collaborate with my favorite artist of all time actor james scott and matthew ralston mark portman chris body talking to you so he did me a huge favor it was the best experience ever in fact i should go buy him flowers and say thank you breaking my heart <laughs> well thank you know you. you are such a, a positive person and, and you're so inspirational i can't imagine that unless you were a different person back then than you are now which it doesn't sound like you were i can't imagine that you would have reacted any way other than the way that you did so uh just another uh, tremendous testimony to, to who you are as a person. And, and of course, like I said, what it, what it did for you musically as well. 
Thank you very much for noticing that. Thank you. Absolutely. Roxana, we unfortunately uh, are out of time. We're at the at the close of the show and uh, have really, really enjoyed this ever so much. Really want to thank you for taking the time out today to be on the show. Thank you so much for having me. But before you close, I have one message to tell everybody. Please, please do. Um, you know, as a nurse and as a person who's a donor, I uh, just donated blood to, uh, to Red Cross, Canadian Red Cross, and I advise everybody out there who can donate blood, go ahead and do it. It's just blood. It's in you to give. It's, co- it's going to come back. Don't be too selfish. Share it with people. Just go ahead and donate blood as much as you can. It's needed. Wow. Oh, that's tremendous. Again, it's just, uh, I don't want to sound like a broken record. I, I've, I've obviously quickly become the new president of, of the Roxana fan club, but you know that's, that's an opportunity where someone's going to say, can I just say one more thing? And I say, sure. And, and they're going to plug you know, an upcoming tour. They're going to plug a, you know, their latest single or whatever it is. And, and to do for all intents and purposes, a, a PSA uh, for donating blood is, is tremendous. So uh, by all means, time well spent. Thank you so much for having me, Bruce. I'm so happy that this happened. Thank you. Likewise, likewise. And as always, I will close by formally thanking my guest today being singer-songwriter Roxana, and I will do you all the service by reminding you one more time to please visit her official website. Beautiful website, beautiful pictures, beautiful music. It's www.roxanamusic.com. And as I've mentioned previously, her name is spelled with two N's. Remember that she is also very active on social media, too. Almost 9,000 likes on her Facebook page, by the way. And this from someone whose debut album has only been out for 10 weeks. So remember that at the top of her website homepage, there are links so you can find her on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and even Pinterest. Remember to stay on the lookout for her PBS special, plus watch for dates and locations to go see her perform live. And of course, do please purchase her Exotica album, which is available on iTunes and Amazon.com. Don't forget to visit www.nowhearthis.biz and sign up for the email newsletter there by simply putting in your email address. And of course, please do subscribe to this podcast and tell your friends about it. Give us a nice review on iTunes or Stitcher Radio too, and hopefully even a five-star rating to go along with it. That actually helps the show quite a bit. If you're listening on SoundCloud, remember that you can like and share episodes there. And you can also follow on SoundCloud, which is just like subscribing. As I mentioned before, let's get your feedback on the show, too. Post your comments on the Now Hear This Facebook page. There are links to it and Twitter and even the Now Hear This official YouTube channel on nowhearthis.biz. We have been recording this show at the great facilities at Crystal Blue Sound Studios near Tampa, Florida. Check them out online at www.cbpro.net. That's CB as in Crystal Blue. Thanks for listening. We'll send you out today with another song by Roxana. This is the one she talked about that's called Here With Me. What happens when your eyes see him for the first time? When your soul begins to wake Does it feel like heaven's reaching down No longer here alone What happens when you smile 